Hello and welcome to The Big Chat, a podcast that champions individuals and businesses at the heart of their communities. Um, Making sure they understand how accountable they need to be in the business, but being positive throughout so that they literally love what they do. I think magazines will always be around. I think there'll always be a market for them. I think advertisers like being on paper. But in another way, it actually gave me that time to really grow and develop and, um, yeah, build it, basically. We try to communicate more with clients than most accountants do. The Big Chat. This is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the chance to have their say, their way. Hello, my name's Nicole and welcome to The Big Chat. I am very, very excited to be speaking to someone today who I've been um, really inspired by, actually. I love everything she has to say. She's a woman after my own heart. She's a mum. She's certainly um, got some really fierce opinions. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to introduce you to someone that I've been chatting to for the past few weeks, Mrs. Mombastic. Hello, Kate. Hi. (laughs) How are you? I'm okay. I'm nervous, but I'm okay. Thank you. Oh, you don't look nervous. You look glorious. You look absolutely glorious. It's well, there's a light so... shining behind me, so it's quite angelic. <laughs> it is angelic, and you've got a you've got a fierce braid going through Always. your hair, which I think, which I think was one of the first uh, things that I ever sort of found you, randomly ah. found you yeah. by. Yeah, was a was a was a post that you'd written about wearing braids, and should you be, you know, do do we have to do we, do we have to be contained by age over what hairstyles we're dictated to be wearing? And I was like, wow, I like this woman. She's fierce. <laughs> I do try. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for those, um, for those that listen to the big chat, we, we talk to, we talk to businesses, local businesses, but we also talk to, well, I talk to people that I find inspiring and empowering. And I think you fit that bill. I've really enjoyed. No, honestly, I've really enjoyed getting to know you, um, you know, with our chat. So just personal chats. But for those that don't know, you've you've written quite a lot of controversial content, haven't you? Is that is that how would you describe that? I mean, you're a blogger, you've got a huge following. Um, is that and you're and you're a mother and you are, you know, you you're very open about that whole experience, your motherhood experience. How, how would you sort of, in a nutshell, explain on that a bit more? Well, I think, I guess as a teenager and a child, I was quite nervous and shy. I do suffer. I'm an anxiety sufferer. I hate saying that. I really hate mm-hmm. saying that because I know that feeling anxious about things is a, is a normal reaction. Mm-hmm. But I do get very anxious. And I've always been someone who's quite nervous about sharing my opinions And I was the whole way through my marriage. I'm currently going through a divorce. Um, And I think when I became a mother, I lost myself massively. And it's only then when my children started going to school and they started to, you know, have they were a little bit more independent. I suddenly started thinking, actually, no, I have opinions and ideas of my own and I'm not scared of sharing them with the world. And actually, I am a pretty passionate person. And um, I guess my blog started out very differently to what it is now. 
Did it? Yeah. How did it, when did, when did it start out? How, how long ago did it start out? Um, I started it in 2018, I think it was, not long after my daughter was born. And it was actually a fitness blog. We, I mean, Daring you look fit. Out. You still look very fit. You still look very fit. So. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. Got you. Right. Um, so it started out as a fitness blog. It did. It started out. So the idea and was it was fitness to combat postnatal depression because I suffered badly after my second suffered badly with postnatal depression. So um, exercise was what helped me through. So I wanted to share that with people, and then it just evolved continued to evolve it it then tran it then turned into something that was basically me just talking about how tired I was all the time. but I mean and that, but that's that's fascinates me so it start but it's that that is fascinating that you sort of you start off talking about you know you start off like you say fitness and how that helped you with postnatal depression because that's really common postnatal depression a lot I mean, I think possibly I had um, some postnatal depression that was undiagnosed. I think a lot of people probably do have it undiagnosed and those that do have it diagnosed. But that's interesting how you sort of talk about being a fitness blogger, but then you just open up to actually... No, I like... never talk about fitness. <laughs> well, you look fit, so that's good. One, you know, you, you look fit, so that's... <laughs> So what have been some of the most controversial things you've talked about in your blog, would you oh. say? the first, Or what's been the first few things? Yes, yeah, sorry, I'm going to ask you these questions. No, it's what really would be something? What would be the first few things that you did that you talked about where you sort of realised that people were actually... I mean, you talked about lack of sleep a lot at the beginning, didn't yeah. you? I think yeah. that was a big one. I think the thing is, is that no, what I realised when I first started out, I could write about the most innocent thing in the world and someone would be offended by it and it's only because it's open to interpretation writing's always going to be open to interpretation so I remember once one of my um the blog posts that angered people the most was when I was talking about when my son came home to visit I still want to baby him even yeah. when he's grown up oh the abuse I got on that about no we need to raise independent men and you shouldn't be doing everything for him and I was like no it's just <laughs> because I love him and I want him to be my baby forever I hadn't realized that it would trigger people that much but you know you can't you can never tell I mean I wrote a post once about mothers who were tired and I got absolutely attacked by fathers so now I do try to keep things really even though I write it from my perspective I do try to keep things relatively equal because I do appreciate that it's not competition and everyone gets a bit tired being a parent so yeah yeah yes, and I think but does it you can write about the most innocent thing in the world and you you're going to upset someone with it and that's when I realized that actually sod it <laughs> I love that but it is isn't it it is sod it it's like if you can't be yourself yeah well, there's not much else I used to go and comment every single comment that was attacking me and defend myself and half the time I realised it was just something that was bothering them or they were having a rough time or they were tired or they'd had a, a, a bad breakup recently or, you know, it could have been anything. And then, I, and then I got to the point, I was like, right, well, I don't need to defend myself anymore. This is who I am. You can have your own thoughts. If you're offended, then... Don't follow it. me. <laughs> really upset someone. And, I, and yeah. I, you know, I'm happy to admit when I've made a mistake. And if... Yeah you know make me I'm, I'm also very open so I'm, I'm more than happy to change my mind if I think actually yeah I did get that wrong I've, I'd happily take it back but I do think as well with social media it's a it's kind of 
It can be pretty brutal, can't it? I mean, people can be pretty brutal. It's quite a worry for the next generation it how brutal it can be, right? Scares the crap out of me for, for both my daughter and my son, actually. How old are your son and your daughter now, Kate? Son is six and my daughter's three. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, my son's a very, um, very quiet, very reserved, quite nervous about new situations. And my daughter is an absolute firecracker. I've got two very similar to that. I've got a very relaxed, c- compliant 11-year-old and a 9-year-old who's absolutely not is it in every sense of the world. Where do they get this fiery women power from? I can't. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> so you did um, quite, um, uh, we, we had some of our writers sort of investigate a little bit about you. Oh, God. There was a few... <laughs> You know, as, oh, as we like to hear it. The, all bad. As we liked it. No, 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 it's all good. We loved it. We loved it. There was a famous Easter bonnet oh, that you made, apparently. God. <laughs> I'm going to pull all, all the crackers out here, my love. There was a famous Easter bonnet that apparently you made that looked like a willy and it went viral. <laughs> Is this true? No. <laughs> true or no, false? not true. <laughs> that never <laughs> What about Velcro babies? <laughs> Something about Velcro babies oh that gosh. went viral. <laughs> that kids won't let you put right. them down. <laughs> no, but I love this. I love this because this is so... I think the thing that um, certainly for me engages me with what you write is it's so real mm. and it's so you know there is there is just it's just totally from your heart. I can just tell that. <laughs> absolutely like- from... <laughs> but it's that's why it's so relatable I'm better at writing than talking about how I feel for sure I always have been and and you know what that Easter bonnet was not expected and I hadn't even realized my ex-husband at the time he put it was drying on the kitchen table this Easter bonnet veiny like a mat it was meant to be a giraffe <laughs> neck and my son and I had been paper mashing like a loo roll and it somehow ended up with a massive um oh Bellend, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's all right. You can say that. <laughs> and my ex, my now ex husband, came in and he pat it on his head and he went, Why is our son's Easter bonnet a paper mache penis? I was like, Oh, I hadn't even like it, even had veins on it. That's how bad it was. So, um, yeah, it, I ended up putting a picture of it on the blog and it somehow <laughs> went viral. I got interviewed by the sun and the, the day, did you? <laughs> Well, I can't think why. I can't think why content like that. Totally out of character for the sun to cover. Can I just say that it got first prize? Did it? Yeah. Well, back of the net. What can you say? I mean, clearly they saw something in it that was pretty impressive. It sounded out all right. If you have spots on it and a couple of horns. and <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. I love that. But they, but this is the thing. It's so there's so much comedy and humour in what you write as well. Do you find that that's when you've talked about sort of having anxiety and postnatal depression and then fitness? But laughter, right, oh. is is key, isn't it? Yeah, it's how I. You can't be sad when you smile. You actually physically can't be. sad. I've learnt this through coaching. Yeah. If you make someone smile, they can't feel sad. No. And do you know what the, the the irony of that is? The amount of people that comment on my posts telling me to smile more. I love your faces. Half the time, if you meet me in real life, I am actually probably quite a smiley 
jokey person, yeah. but I love the not taking I love the frown seriously on social media. It's it's like an ironic thing, I guess. <laughs> what about your? I mean, you had some pretty controversial opinions as well about breastfeeding, didn't you? Because um, I, I mean, there's a there's a few people actually that I that I admire. But mm. One lady in particular is a comedian. She's been breastfeeding her son for quite a few years. Yeah. What like people kicked off a bit about that, didn't they? With you, did you get some? Kicked I was like, do you know what? I feel like I was quite l- lucky, if you like. I didn't get yeah. didn't get a huge amount of abuse. I did one quite controversial interview with um i think it was yahoo that ended up going a bit viral i got a lot of abuse from that but on the whole it's not been too bad but i yeah my children i breastfed them till natural term till they were ready yeah and i actually ended up there was a crossover i breastfed my son whilst i was pregnant with my daughter and then breastfed my daughter so it was tandem feeding uh, wow and my daughter weaned I don't know, maybe a year or so ago, maybe a bit less actually. But um, it's it was a was never something I planned to do. Let's mm. put it like that. But it just ended up I couldn't wean them; they wouldn't take a bottle. It just ended yeah. up being something that I fell into completely by accident, if I'm honest. But why do people? I mean, why do people have such an issue with it? I always think. I mean, look, it's okay for those that do. Yeah. But I, I was, <laughs> I was someone that after six. Okay, weeks, yeah, I get. It. I get. No, it. I know, I get it. But after six weeks, I think I had to bottle feed mine because they just, did, they just didn't want to. Yeah. And I was actually quite sad. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's a huge. It, it's a, it's a difficult topic, isn't it? Because I think there's yeah. a lot of pressure to breastfeed. Yeah. Um, and you get it. It's like it's literally rammed down your throat. I have to admit, I was quite guilty of it in the early stages of my blog. I was so pro breastfeeding and it's only now that I've got further down the line that I'm a bit like ah, fuck it do whatever makes you happy you have to go with what the mother has to be happy baby has to be happy and that's the most important thing Uh, absolutely but um if we are if we have it rammed down our throats the importance of breastfeeding then there's not a great deal of support so if something if you you aren't lucky enough to breastfeed because you just assume oh it's the most natural thing in the world they're going to latch on it's going to be beautiful there's going to be you know music playing everything's going to be great but it's not is it? it's really hard it hurts and yeah um well it can hurt mastitis is the most painful thing in the world like literally you feel like you've got the flu but that's (laughs) (laughs) that was my that was where my relationship with breastfeeding stopped just do you know what I mean? No, but that's what I mean. Like I'm you're just saying, it's not. My flaps of skin now. It's like an <laughs> ongoing joke that the kids ate my boobs because they used to be quite big, and now there's there's literally nothing left. <laughs> well, if they were tandem going at it, I mean, for God's sake. But I mean, again, you know, good for you for highlighting something that not everyone wants to talk about because I do think with social media, I do think we've got a little bit. I mean, I always say to people. I've told this story before, but I went, you know, I met some people once for lunch and they were like, oh, you're the person with the perfect life. And I was like, well, I'm hardly going to put the shit bits on social media. But actually, you should be putting all of your life on there, well, really, if you're going to. Oh, not all of it, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I do know what you mean. I do you know my personal Facebook. And I wrote, this is one of the reasons that I started the blog, actually, yeah. along with the fitness stuff. But I also wanted to make it very transparent I remember post, I remember baking a cake with my son 
who must have been about two and a half at the time oh god it was so stressful and he was like getting eggshells in the bowl and he was getting flour everywhere I was losing my temper and and I took a picture and I was like oh hashtag making memories or something like that and I remember thinking at the time and then posting it and looking back at it maybe a year later on my memories thinking I don't remember it being particularly enjoyable and actually baking with children is stressful I don't care what anyone says. I know that might make me sound like a bad person, but I don't enjoy it. I do it, but I get angry. <laughs> well, it is stressful, isn't it? I mean, if you unless you're unless you're a cook, yeah. you know, I watch someone on Crazy even Delicious. Then, my daughter might be even more anxious about it because then you you know the mess that goes everywhere. But um, yeah, I think we do only post, and I think whilst it's difficult to remember that. Or, you know, I'm not saying that everyone should then go and post all the crap stuff like, oh, I've had a really no. day. Like, but no. just to bear in mind that it's often not really what's going on behind closed doors, is it? I think that's the an- that's the key answer is it's not what's going on behind closed doors because I think almost for some people they can get locked into this sort of they're presenting themselves in a certain way and then they're, there's like a distortion with reality and what's going on and that for me personally as a mother that's what scares me for the next generation yeah, I agree because there's I huge agree. pressure you know, the amount of people that said when my husband and I said that we were going our separate ways they just couldn't believe it we'd celebrated our anniversary like two three months before yeah and a picture on Facebook like shared a memory from our wedding and you know you, no one knows what's happening and it wasn't, it wasn't like, a, it's not a nasty divorce. It just, yeah, it just didn't work. Still love him dearly, but it's just not, it was just not meant to be in that way. So. Well, you, you've got two beautiful children. I've been separated from my children's dad for four years and we have an amazing relationship. And I've talked about it a lot that we co-parent. We, we literally just had a situation with getting my son into school because we co-parent across two homes and there's all this, you know, which address gets you in which school. And honestly, I mean, we had all this drama and it, and we were like, look, we're a different, we're, we're a family, but we're not together. We have homes, but we don't live in them together. But they're still our homes and our children. But the same as you, when we split up, um, we had people being like, you're like the Brad, you're like, you're like Brad and Jen. You can't split up. You're such, but actually we're... <laughs> I was like, I'll take that. I'll take that. You know, he definitely took the Brad comment. I'll take the Jen. (laughs) But but it was that thing where people couldn't, like you say, they couldn't understand that we'd split up because it looked so great. Yeah. But actually, it works great now, just as us not being married. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. We we actually work well as a team. So it's um, and he was always so supportive of my. You know, I can imagine that it's not the easiest style of parenting to get behind you know obviously because yeah but he was very supportive always has been still is now so I'm oh. nice it's, it's um worked out well in that sense <laughs> and families what, what, these days don't they no family is they, conventional are they I don't know I mean I, t- I mean I think I meet people where they are and I sort of have these little pangs of guilt sometimes and think, oh, I should get back with my children's that's the, father. That's the other thing. You don't know what's going behind on behind closed doors. Exactly. Well, that's then, and then I have a word of myself. Yeah, go, mm, yeah you know. Ah. And, then I, and then, or I talk to my friends who are married and I'm like, I get every other weekend yeah, off. That's what, that's <laughs> like. And they're like, 
envious. I get every other weekend off and a couple of days in the week. Yeah. And, well, I, you know, and I, I mean, I did, yeah. And I, I did, I did, I, I recently sort of put something on there about being at the, the gym because I get to go to the gym <laughs> and I get to go swimming because my kid's dad's looking yeah. after them. And I know. I mean, I know you get that in a relationship yeah, too, but. but I'm struggling with, I'm still in the stage where they go and I feel a bit lost. Now, I met earlier about They're this. Small. I've got a stomach also which is getting better now but I think when they were going I was trying so heavily to just fill my time were you yeah that I that I ended up um burning out yeah and I think I think it is that is tricky because I think I get I if three days is the most I can do when they were smaller we did a week on week off which was I could never do that I know I know I was just depressed I was just depressed I I get to Wednesday and be like (laughs) Yeah, it was too much. But now I get three, to two days, and then I start to get like, you know, angsty yeah. just because, you know. And, but yours, yours are little, aren't they? What was your childhood like? If you don't, you, you know, if you don't mind me asking, I know. you have a good. How did, how's your childhood moulded you into the woman you are today, Kate? Yeah, get her out. Is it that bad? Told you I'm a motor mouse. Got to tell me. Boarding school. Tell me about boarding school. Tell me what happened there. You got shipped off to boarding school for being a rebellious young woman. What sort of age was that? Uh, I think I was 14 or 15. And I was probably fairly close to expulsion from school. So that's when uh, when it was intervened. And I went to boarding school and (laughs) I'm not sure I was much better there, if I'm honest. What was it in? I came out with one GCSE. Well, I think English. I mean, you know, proof's in the pudding, really, isn't it? I mean, but but that's interesting, isn't it? That you went there and because I personally, I think what's fabulous now about our time and our generation and the generations to come is that we are able to be expressive of who we are much more. And it's getting much more that way, thank God, because I was of the, I I think I'm a little bit older than you, but I actually did get asked to leave school. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my son pointed out the other day, he said, Mummy, you got expelled from grammar school. And I was like, please, can we not talk about this in public? And actually, I got asked to leave. And he said, yeah, but if you hadn't left... You would have got expelled. And I did. And I also was in so much trouble when I was younger, running away all the time. I got put into care. I got signed out of parental control. Yeah. But it was the best thing for me, actually, for me, because I could relate to children there. And I thought I actually had to look at myself and thought, actually, these guys have got it a bit worse than me. I kind of got that. For me, I got that perception. Things were still not good at home and I went off the rails. But. I've done all right for myself. I'm quite happy with where I'm at in my life and what I can provide for my family. But I was of that generation where you had to go for careers advice and you've got to go to university and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And I'm I'm pleased now that we can just be as we are, who we are. And I feel like that's what you're being able to do as well and what you do. And what were you doing before you were a mum? <laughs> Uh, so at the age of 21, I was actually working with children. So in a priest. Were you? And at the age of 21, I was offered a job in Tanzania in East Africa, uh, wow. working on a community project out there in a preschool and, um, moved over there. I ended up staying there five years. Uh, I moved back here and I was on a stopgap working in a pub. Uh, and then I was due to go out to India to work on a community project over there. 
and I uh, met my husband whilst I was working behind the bar, fell pregnant, and the rest is history. As they say, so yeah. <laughs> so you, so you love. I mean, so you're just your nurturing nature, which you've clearly got, and you're very fun. Well, you are. You have. Look, I mean, n- nurturing comes in all shapes and sizes. I mean, I remember. Yeah. I remember when I had my first baby and got pregnant. One of my bosses at the time, very rude actually. Tamron was like, "Well, you're not really the maternal type, are you?" And I thought, "Well, how bloody rude is that?" <laughs> I, I don't know who it. I thought I was. And then my children came and I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I am. I thought it would just be really natural. I'd come naturally to me. I'd love pregnancy. I hated being pregnant. I really struggled with newborn. And it's actually only now that they're getting a bit older that I'm really starting to enjoy being a mum. So, I mean, yes. And, uh, and that That's I the- agree with because even my daughter, she's very like, she's like, mum, can we have another baby sister? I'm like, I really don't think that's going to happen now. But I'm almost like if I could do the not to the first few years I might consider no I wouldn't consider it but I I would have I would actually because do you know what the one thing for me is that I never and this probably sounds really stupid but I never gave I had a c-section first mm-hmm. and then second time around I had a, a, a vaginal birth what do they call it v-back yeah. so our section and I had so much pain relief and there's just a part of me that's like I just want to go through the birth just so that I can proof that I can do it without I know it's silly no it's not it silly I do. but there is a part of me that wants to do that but then like can the baby have someone else but there you go <laughs> I don't want it anymore so, so you basically just want to have like, the birth but not the baby <laughs> that's good, isn't it? I think that's probably this is why I'm, I'm <laughs> no I love that <laughs> But I can I can totally relate to that. I did, I nearly had my daughter in the car, and then I was literally like I nearly had her in the car, and then I got in. And I'm just like, and then I did have pain relief, and I'm like, even now I'm like, why did I not just see it through? I'd never because I just had epidurals with both mine, so I just didn't really feel much. T- well, I didn't feel yeah. anything at all. I, yeah, is that bad? It's not bad though, is it? It's just I almost just want to. It's an experience we've missed out on potentially, but well, you could you could certainly have more. Ju- never say never. Never say never. Talk, I mean, talking about, what was it, a V-pack, you called it. V-pack. You, you had a, a friend. Tell me about the grow some balls. And a, there's another, <laughs> what was the other movement you started? Grow, grow, a, grow, a, grow a vag. Grow a vag. Talk to me about that, please. Grow some flaps. <laughs> this is going to be a whole new episode of the Big Chat, Erin. <laughs> what, what, yeah, what? It drives me mad. Yeah. It was like every single situation, because I talk about getting anxious and nervous about situations. They constantly saying, oh, you need to grow a pair of balls. I was like, balls are weak. Vulnerable. (laughs) Vulnerable. Soft. Vaginas, now they can take a pounding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, girls is going to love editing this. (laughs) Bonkers, this constant, oh, grow a pair of balls, be a man. No. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so I guess it's um, man up. That's the other one. Yeah, man up. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you? I mean, do you? Do you feel like that sort of whole divide? What do you feel about that? Do you feel like we're sort of merging a bit more male female energies? I feel like with work, with what's happened recently. Do you know what? Ah, oh, it's probably. Oh, it might be a bit controversial. Maybe I don't. I, so just tell me. Just talk to me. I can always cut you out. <laughs> I know, sorry, can we edit I'll just this? save this bit for my listening. <laughs> I grew up with boys, so I've got a brother, two stepbrothers and two half-brothers, and they're all 
one, you know, wonderful, wonderful men. Um, and I grew up around a wonderful group of men. I'm really, I've, I've often preferred to, I'm one of those, I prefer to hang out with guys yeah. because I'm probably not that girly, really. Um, although I have the wonderful, only becoming a mother, then now I've got some really close girlfriends, so it kind of changed. But the one thing that concerns me slightly is, and I don't know whether it stems from my abuse, mm-hmm. is that I find myself then maybe being harder on my son than on my daughter. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned earlier about my son being very soft and caring and gentle, my daughter's really strong. And it's constantly pushed in social media that women should be strong and that they should be, whereas boys, it's like, it's okay to be gentle and it's okay to be soft. And there's part of me that thinks, well, if you wrote, a, if I was to write something about men should be strong and men should be outspoken and men can get angry, it probably wouldn't be received that well. And there's the part of me that says, well, I read a post after post about women being strong and angry and Britain. And I think, well, I just want the language to be fair. I don't want it to go one way or the other. I just I don't want then that pressure on my daughter to have to be strong and angry and outgoing. And I think that's I I, I'm almost worried that there's then a lot of pressure that goes on to women as well. I just think, you know, I, I. had an argument not an argument conversation sorry with my stepfather the other day talking about women's clothing I'm something else I'm quite passionate about and it's only because when I was getting ready when I was younger Mm. I was constantly told no you can't go out wearing that you're going to give the wrong impression no you have to wear it up here Mm. no you can't wear shorts and and my brothers never ever got that same chat Mm. so why it's almost like a blaming women culture already before we've even grown up and so and whilst I know that it's it's to protect us and all the rest of it but I just I just want the chat to be fair not one-sided to one or the other if you're gonna give me a chat about not wearing revealing clothing then have the same chat with them about not ogling women you know I think that's very fair comment and I think as well it goes back to my comment when I said someone said I wasn't very maternal to me that instinctively was someone telling me that I should be a certain way to be a mother. And it's like, I can be, I can be uh, vulnerable and powerful. I can be fierce and soft. I can be a businesswoman and a mother. Do you know what I mean? Like I can be a woman and be all these things. And it's like you're saying, you don't have to be super fierce and super strong, but you can be that, but you can also have a good cry and be a bit needy and need a cuddle sometimes and or be in your feminine side where, you know, one day I might wear a floaty dress, the next day I might dress like B.A. Baracus. I mean, whatever. Do you, <laughs> Do you know what I love? Someone said that to me the other day, dress a bit like B.A. Baracus. I was like, I'll take that. I like that. But do you know what I mean? It's just, it, I think that's, is that kind of what you're saying as well? Because I, I, I hear you so I so hear you and I have these conversations with many friends and I have many male friends, but I also have some really strong, when I say strong women, they're opinionated and they're passionate about being women. And I think you're right about men. I think there's this now, there's this kind of men. It's, yeah, we need to even the scales a bit, don't we? And I, you know, I think people, when they read my blog, they think that I'm a man hater. I often think that people maybe, but I'm not at all. I, I um, you know, I I love everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I would definitely not say that you come across as a man hater. I would not be wanting yeah. to talk to a man hater. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no. <laughs> but also, I think it's like wanting the best for our children, isn't it? I mean, what? I mean, how, you know, we touched on that lightly. The next where that's where I started to question it, where I realised that I was forever thinking that my son should be compliant yeah. and you know uh, gentle and easy. Whereas with my daughter, I was like, no, go on, be strong, be. And then I was like, well, that doesn't seem particularly fair. It's almost like it's gone. It's yeah, gone, gone the other the- way. Yeah how we talk to children and that was only where my question came from really do you think as well sometimes we're a bit harder on our first born oh 100 because i'm like because yeah. i'm the same i'm a bit like oh i'm much harder on my son than my daughter but she oh she's just got me around a little pinky she has it's the same i yeah um yeah i'm definitely hard i know i am i i feel it and then i have to really draw back your vet you but i I'm a second born. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, exactly. I'm a first born. My brother and sister will be listening to this going, shut what? up. You're not doing that whole first born thing again, are you? Get, you know, whatever. They won't be interested. Isn't it harder on the first born? Yes, of course it is. What, um, how, was, how was lockdown for you? I mean, did you find, because you have got a great online community, let's call it that, you know, did you find that gave you support or, I mean, how did you find lockdown? Obviously, we're, we're coming which out. Which one? Well, exactly. I mean, certainly the first one, different. the most brutal, I'd say. Well, I don't know which one was the most brutal. How did you experience it? I think everyone's experienced it differently. So I think the first one was actually easier for me, if anything. But hard, I couldn't see my mum. I'm very close to my mum. I think I probably found that harder. But I wasn't, I, I actually took a massive break from blogging for a while. And that's where I came back with a slightly different angle. It was when I started going through the separation that I started blogging again. And that, it helped me so much because the second time around, I'd moved into a new house. I was away from my husband. I'd moved the kids away. Wow. They really struggled, in particular, my son. Um, so that was hard. So, yeah, so definitely, definitely the second time around. But yeah, online community that helps me through everything. Really, because if I write now and people are like, oh my gosh, I feel the same. Yeah, then it automatically makes me feel better. There's people often comment and they say, oh, you make me feel normal or better about myself. But I think what they don't realize is that that's exactly what they Give do to me. But isn't that where I think technology can be powerful? Like it can be a community and we've all learned that in lockdown because I think before lockdown, we sort of came into it. I mean, we only started podcasting really in lockdown because it was a way of communicating. Yeah, because it was just a way of communicating with, we we normally do a big soapbox event, a bit like Red Bull event. And, you know, we had such a great community and we couldn't do it. We couldn't do the event. So it was like, well, how are we going to talk to businesses and people? And it's again, it's like this, being able to do this. It's great. Mm. It's very inspirational. So I do think when yeah. it's used in the right way, but obviously like it with everything, there's goods and bads, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. Are you- there are goods and bads. I mean, I, you know, I'm guilty. I mindlessly scroll through Instagram and Facebook in the evening, so I can't say that it's all bad. It's not all bad. I mean, you know, I mean, we all love it. It's just quite important to just follow the, you know, you can unfollow people. That's the beauty of it. Exactly. And you don't have to be unkind. No one has to be unkind. I do find when people are unkind, I'm like, don't need to do that. You could just not follow somebody, couldn't they? Yeah, exactly. You'd say you're very nervous at speaking. I, I would, <laughs> I would argue not. No, I mean it's look. You know, I understand it. I appreciate what you're saying. But people do like hearing what you've got to say. You say you prefer to write, but what about public speaking? Do you think you'd ever do anything like that? Have you been asked to do anything like that? 
I haven't been asked, but do you know what? When I was younger, acting was always something that I was desperate to get into. I the stage theatre for me. I don't watching the theatre is just I don't, it sends me into the, that's like my meditation. I guess it's the one time that my brain can completely switch off. So I'd always love the idea of being on stage, but I yeah, stage fright has always got the better of me, if I'm honest. But I think actually, um I was talking to an amazing singer, she's sixteen, a lady called Biddle. Check her out. She's amazing. She came on a talk Biddle, Molly from Biddle. And she her father passed away when she was thirteen. And she basically dealt with it through writing songs. And she's got incredible anxiety. And she just says she gets, I was like, God, you go on stage and you talk to me, like you sing to people. And she said, actually, a bit like with your community, with the online community, she gets so much back from it that it's actually helped heal. So it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? What we're sort of... Way with the arts, isn't it? Yeah. It's uh, for people who have experienced something that, yeah, it... it yeah. comedy the same some of the so you know some of the, the happiest people on stage are sometimes the saddest people yeah. behind the stage yeah. aren't they but it's also what brings that I, I think my dad always used to say to me bless him he was like you know if you're you can't have someone that's really up without having some really downs that's not when would, would yeah. you prefer to be like that would you prefer to be like that I can't be like I that, that <laughs> I can't be like that I had this thought the other day yeah I yeah I take one emotion I ride with it yeah it is. It's like a wave, isn't it? What's been one of your highest moments talking about that? What, you know, what, what's been one of your biggest highs to date? Maybe as a mum or in life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. That's a really good question. I've got so many. Pick a few. I holding my son for the first time. Is that quite boring? No. It's quite boring. Not boring at all. But I, it's the most unmatched feeling I've ever had holding my son for the first time and looking at him at just that oh like panic yeah <laughs> but love like that rush of love that you feel yeah those endorphins when they kick in it's the love yeah. drug isn't it the love drug that's why exactly. we like drugs so much in our youth we should have just started having babies <laughs> but it's true isn't it it's actually that's yeah. kind of what we're trying to be probably mine what highlight maybe it might have been I suppose maybe my first viral post was pretty exciting too oh that's cool and what about oh, the I'm not counting that <laughs> we won't talk about that one again and um, what and obviously and also having your daughter let's just get that one in for when she listens to this one day having your son and your daughter those two moments I know oh yes and daughter <laughs> yes I think it was really different yeah. with her. Yeah. When I held her, I already had experienced that totally. feeling of love. Totally. But I enjoyed the aftermath of the birth much more after her. So I don't know, swings and roundabouts, you know. What about a low point? Don't, I mean, I don't always want to go to a low, but, you know, it's important. What's been... Some... Well, I think divorce has been pretty tough. Has it? Yeah. I'm still too... I'm still too, I'm still too scared. <laughs> I'm four years yeah. separated. I really should get around uh, to it sooner or later. Is it has it has it been quite brutal? Oh, don't get sad. Has it been quite brutal? Well, you can get sad. Really, it's just it's um. It's a lot. You no, know I think it is. Is that when you're so used to sharing your life with someone and sharing the kids and 
working as a team in that way it's 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 a huge adaptation than going into a you know co-parenting situation and it can feel lonely at times you know evenings when you used to sit and chat and things like that so I guess that side of it is um is quite tough and the other horrible thing about it is that you have to be quite it's it's quite a brutal situation because and you don't want to be slagging someone off or anything like that but you kind of oh yeah I think I think it is I think it's important part to bring up I think I've got friends that have been through divorces that have been incredibly painful and then the actual process of because even if you do a divorce online I mean my husband ex and I we're quite sort of happy to sort of split things up but everyone's still like, you need a lawyer. You need a lawyer to get it done because otherwise people can come back on you later on. And you're, you're like, no, they'd never do that. They'd never do that. But unfortunately, you just, yeah. And it's not a nice thing conversation to have, is it, with you? Someone that's in your family. But um, what would be your, what would be um, your single, si- moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving on from that jolly old topic that I've, that I just threw in there. What what would be your single piece of good advice for new parents? Come on, give us some advice. Give us some Mrs. Bombastic advice. Do you know what I'd say? It's, again, it's probably not that influential. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but just go with the flow. <laughs> so I think I stress so much about like expiration dates and having to stop doing something and I must start doing this at this point and they must be in their own bed and they must be doing this, that and the other. But I think just go with the flow. It makes it so much less stressful and do what makes you happy. Don't constantly worry about what's making everyone happy because you matter too. I think that's where I went wrong. I was so obsessed with making everyone else happy that I forgot to focus on myself a bit. Well, if you've figured that out now, well done. You go straight to the gold prize because some people, well, but it's true. If you think about it in life, that's what we, a lot of us spend our whole life figuring out, isn't it? That actually, and it's, you know, that takes back to your blog a bit because actually yeah. if you just do everything to please everyone else, you will not be happy. Guaranteed. It's exhausting. It's, exhausting. it's, it's either a facade it's, that you live up to, which is not, yeah. it's not authentic um, no. Or it's in, you know it's incredibly lonely actually I, I would say is lo- many people yeah. many people that I coach with inv- anxiety that's a big thing that they just feel it's people pleasing we've been brought up as a generation of people pleasers and it's tricky to get out of once you get into it so if you've figured that I've, out I've actually tried to be a people tried to be a, I'm not sure how good I am I don't I'm trying to be a people pleaser and I kind of just gave up the thing is the one thing is for me there's I do hate confrontation of any kind but I'm getting better it means then that if I if someone makes me feel like shit I probably wouldn't tell them I'd rather just let them continue keeping treating me like shit and then eventually I'd just cut them out of my life (laughs) I'd rather that than have to confront them (laughs) I think you and I have a lot in common (laughs) I often have people but I'm a set, but I'm a, no, I like you know, I like it. But I think it's the same. It's that thing, isn't it, where you just I d- I don't like confrontation. I'm always like, oh, if I've got to tell someone, then I'd rather just yeah. sort of quietly move away and then, yeah, just just fade them out. 
No, I'm yes, exactly. I do, I do that. I'm trying not to do that actually. I'm trying better because I don't like it when people do it to me. So I'm I'm no, getting better at being. I think sort of since doing more talking stuff with people, I'm, I'm, I'm therapy and things. I'm getting much better at, at yeah. dealing with that discomfort when I tell someone how they make me feel. Because I then yeah. worry about how I'm making them feel. If I said to you, yeah. "Oh, Kate, you've made me feel this way," then I'd look at your face, and if you look like you were going to cry or you looked slightly hurt, I'd be like, oh, "But I'm really sorry. It's okay. It's okay that you hurt me." And then it just, <laughs> just. I'm like, mm. I'm fine. Don't worry. I can take it. <laughs> what are your plan? What yeah, are your I plans do. for the future? You said about. I'd love to see you act. I mean, look, you've got. Listen, I mean. Just love all those faces. They're perfect. I love them. Glorious. What what other things would you love to do? You mentioned acting. For anyone listening, speak to Kay about acting, please. We'd love that. But what no, yeah, but what else would you what what can we look forward to seeing more of in the future from you? My book. Yeah. Which tell us about your book. Coming out in 2030. <laughs> <laughs> By the rate at which I'm writing it, it's not going to plan. Tell us about um book. I'm my own worst critic. And I get massive um Oh, what do they call it? Writer's um, block. Right, not no. I never have that. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say, talk to Giles, the producer, about blank. <laughs> Imposter syndrome. That's Imposter the one. Ah, oh, do you? Okay, as you're writing. Yeah. As I'm writing, and I literally, and what it'll do is, I start writing. Everything's great, and I'm on a massive height. This is our riding the yeah. wave thing. Massive height. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm going to write a bestseller. And then I'm like, oh my god, I'm terrible. It's dreadful. I have terrible ideas. No one's gonna want it. And I and then I'm like, right, I might as well stop. And then I restart again. And and so it's um finding a balance, I think it's probably can you tell us what the, the book's about? <laughs> no. Oh. I've started about five. <laughs> I even went through a phase where I was like, I'm gonna write a thriller. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> oh, I love that. And I started amazing and I got like two chapters in I was like this is awful I don't even like thrill I don't even like reading thrillers myself why am I doing this when when would you like your book to be released what you need to do is set yourself a goal oh you're right set yourself a day yeah I know I do you know what my brother he's very supportive of my writing and my blog and things like that he um I am meant to send him the pages every Friday every friday he's like kate stick with the plan <laughs> stop writing about other stuff just go in with what we don't we'd agree i was like hey, okay okay <laughs> you should definitely have a chat after this with giles producer who's you know as you know he's a book author he might have a few little yeah oh, well, that'd be cool yeah that's... he might be able to and he speaks to lots of writers so he might be able to give you a little bit of advice there but my advice would, would be set a goal maybe not once I mean every Friday that's a big commitment that's like once I set the team I said right we're going to do Monday morning meetings every week and we're going to go over what we're doing every week and I was the one that ended up not doing it I was oh I I can't I can't deal with this commitment (laughs) once a week's far too much for me (laughs) so maybe just set a goal of next year or the year after and then just oh no I've got that I do have I have the the initial goal was um I whiteboarded it so I got my whiteboard up and I writing about so I was vaguely organized at one point it just went a bit (laughs) so we've got the book 
act actress actor what mum possibly a, possibly a another well not a v well is it another v pack <laughs> if, if you experience <laughs> or experiencing a birth <laughs> what about your fitness just what about your fitness like you said you're not you don't write about your fitness now but you do you're you're an advocate of you have a healthy lifestyle you love exercise it's good for mental health right I do CrossFit, oh which basically gosh. means that I'm telling people that I do CrossFit. <laughs> Have you ever done like the Ironman challenge? I do CrossFit. I do CrossFit. <laughs> Are you going to do anything like the Ironman challenge or anything like that? Oh, I'd love to. I yeah, can see yeah, you yeah, doing yeah, something like, like that. that. Please. I'm also a cyclist. Are you? Mm. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I, th- I don't wear like though. I'm like a, a more of a, a um, what's the word? alternative cyclist <laughs> what what did my convert brilliant have you got a basket on the front of your racer might as well do Stick. i always have my backpack on <laughs> my converse cycling along probably on the wrong side of the road no road <laughs> awareness so okay so watch out for kate on your local roads <laughs> see the converse right you can't miss it see the converse coming see it uh, I've just loved chatting to you today. Will you come? Will you come oh, back and chat to me again when you've done when you've written yeah, your book next week, next Friday? Yeah, famous. <laughs> no, but I mean honestly, it's been it's been such a pleasure to talk to you, and I just think that I've mentioned to you to a few people and said, you know, you should really follow Mrs. Mumbastic, see what she does, because no, because it, I think it really does empower people, not just women, but empowers people to speak their true voice. And personally, I'm a great advocate of that, and I think you know, this show is all about giving people a voice and you've, you've certainly got that and give that and, you know, more power to you. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's a big thing. It's a, a big thing for me having a voice and using it. Yeah. Well, please keep doing so. Thanks, Mrs. M. Until next time. Through the power of writing. <laughs> Through the power of writing. Until next time. Until next time. All right. Thank you. For- Thank you.